Hey, yo. Welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. It is Monday. No. You, Are you sure? You yes. got that right. It's Monday. Pastor right. Toby, Chalk Knox, so I'm the it? water boy. It's hard to know. A lot of people have been, we've been doing a lot of shows these last couple of weeks, so a lot of people have been asking us, how can we help you? Well, of course, we've been saying, please join the club. That's, the, yes. that's one of the best ways to help us. But don't forget to share the show, like the show, and also tell your friends about it. There's Get been the a lot app. of, there's been a lot of, and download the app. There's been Get a lot of app. insane things that media has been saying and conjuring up through all this. So hopefully we're kind of like this reasonable, you know, rowdy Presbyterian voice Reason- for you and your friends. <laughs> reasonable, rowdy, rowdy that's Presbyterian what voice. Reasonable and rowdy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there we go. All the you time. Like that? Yeah, that, that works. That uh, works. This uh, show is brought to us by uh, yeah. Idaho legislators. Yeah. Gabe Screens. <laughs> Gabe Screens, they need to change. Governor Brad Little is brought by. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Governor Brad Little. Yeah, listen to that. He's going to like that. With us on the show right now is Idaho House Representative uh, Heather Scott. She's the House Representative from District 1A, a little bit up north of us here. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> and, uh, and she's uh, she, you, you know her because if you've been listening to Cross Politics for long, you know we've had her on the show a few yeah. times yeah. now. Yeah. Um, she's uh, one of our courageous, courageous legislators that has introduced legislation in Idaho uh, to end abortion yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. in our state. Um, and uh, just in case you forgot, um, she's actually an aquatic biologist. So oh, I didn't know that, that part. That's, that's part of her <laughs> qualifications. I think I might have heard that before. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I remember it. Small business owner. And I think your is your husband a builder? No, actually, oh. he's a biologist, too. Oh, oh. Man, got it in the family. He just runs yeah. in the family. Oh, dude. man. So, Do anyway. you guys fight over biology? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I just admit. <laughs> oh, she knows. She knows. Heather, you all right. That's funny. <laughs> so um, we want to talk to you about what's going on in Idaho, but obviously this applies to our whole nation right now where we yeah. have, I think at last count, 42 states are in some kind of stay-home order. Um, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I'm loving some of the liberals who are trying to sh- shame the, the last seven like or eight, South Dakota seven or eight and, states that yeah. haven't done it yet. I'm like, thank you. I, now I know the states that I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you put out a video uh, a week or so ago um, on um, the Idaho situation in particular, but obviously touching on all of this. Um, so is the Idaho governor's Brad Little's stay home order, is it constitutional? No. I, I, I say absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Where's well, my sound effects? <laughs> the, the Constitution doesn't disappear during emergency times. Uh, government still needs to work within the boundaries, and and he is part of the government, right? Um, unless he's stepping outside of that to be a tyrant, he is part of the government. But Heather, he has to be referencing something. Right, For, I mean, there's got to be. He's got to be hanging his order on some sort of either law or is there a provision a, somewhere emergency for him to do this? something? Yeah, he's using the section of code that talks about a militia, is what I've heard, and mm. and that doesn't even. Um, I, I have the Constitution. I don't know if I'll be able to find it right away in front of me, but um, it, it doesn't matter. You. You can't go outside of the boundaries. Let's look at our rights. Our rights come from God, correct? Yep. And they're yep. inalienable. Mm-hmm. That means they can't be taken us taken away from us. Do right. you believe your rights are being taken away from you? 
Yeah, my livelihood. I mean, yeah, we have friends who livelihoods rights are taken away yeah. from them. Absolutely, people are getting laid off. Yeah. And- Closed down. So, do, so you don't consider this situation particularly an emergency situation that gives them particular um, authority, temporal authority, yeah, temporal authority to be able to function to temporary. save, yeah, to save lives. That just you it's all, always temporal. Yeah, <laughs> they don't got any spiritual <laughs> yeah, authority. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. Amen. So, so because like the attorney general is saying, no, the way that the governor is acting right now is totally constitutional. The the Idaho uh, attorney general attorney general is saying that. You know, we, we've talked about the attorney general before, and um, I'll be very careful here. Um, <laughs> or don't. don't be too careful. Or not. Go look at all the cases he loses. He mm. believes we are a quasi-sovereign state. He said that publicly. Sure. Um, it, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I don't want to uh, Can you give an example, though? There. Can you give an example of what you mean? I mean, I know you said you didn't want to go there, but I'm honestly not sure exactly if I know what you mean. So what do you mean by cases he's lost and we're a quasi-sovereign state? He loses every case he fights. All the big cases, if you go look at his track record, he basically bows down to the Fed. He does. He, he does not. He does not. I, I truly don't think he believes in the Tenth Amendment. He's not trying um, very hard, is what you're saying, basically. Mm. Well, he might be trying hard. Um, I just think. Well, I, I'm going to be. I'm going to be silent here. Yeah. Okay. Have you had <laughs> less is more. Less is more, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Have you had any personal contact with Governor Little about this situation? He's had a conference call for legislators. Okay. Um, so, so yes, I, I, and, and I've, I've see, you know, I've been aware of his statements, but it does not matter. His statements are not within the bounds of the constitution and, and that you can't do that. So you what do you, can't, go ahead. So what as a legislator, if you're, if one of your jobs is to hold the governor accountable, right? As a body, as a body, not, not right. Um, how do you work with other other legislators to, you know, uh, fix this? So, unfortunately, when you're out of session, you can't do a whole lot of anything. Mm. Can, so, um, we can only be called back into session by the governor, or we can all show up down in Boise and make a quorum. And, and then we can be in session. That's like herding um, cats, though, huh? <laughs> trying to trying to make a quorum. Uh, how many? You bet. How many legislators would it take to get a quorum in Boise? I think like thirty. I think I. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is there? I think. Is there any interest in that at all? Well, I mean, there's talk of it, but nobody likes to stand up um, mm. to to the executive branch. It's tough because. You get attacked. You could just go look at some of the comments on Facebook. You, my phone is just, you know, has been ringing off the hook with angry citizens. Um, nobody likes to stand up. Wow. So I, I think it'd be really hard to get the mood right. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even, you know, even if some of them believed he's outside of his authority. Yeah. Are you finding that you? What's been the temperature that you've um, gauged from all of this? How's what's been the response to your video? Are you finding more people are with you? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of people who are angry with you. How do you? How, how are you judging if if you have the crowd with you or not? You know, I don't really care. I, I just stand on what's true and what's right. Um, I'll stand on the truth, and and if that's one or that's a million uh, for me, that's okay. Yeah, because sure. I'm accountable to God first. Sure. Um, 
you know, I come from a different district. A lot of people up north here understand constitutional the Constitution. They understand inalienable rights. They understand tyranny. And so I, of course, get a lot more support from up here. A lot of the the non-supporters are calling me from Boise. Yeah. Really? So so you, your people, your district, for the most part, is with you in this. And is, is that the case? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen things I've, I've never thought I'd see it in, in my lifetime. I see churches closing their doors. Yeah. That's. Churches have never bowed down during times of emergencies or, or closed their doors to the people. Um, I, I've seen I've seen people that just sit in front of that TV every day that are believing everything they're being fed, mm. and I truly believe it, it's propaganda they're being fed from the media. So, so it, it seems like one it, of the, mix. it seems like one of the problems here is that. Um, I mean, for us to really change kind of the nature of what's going on in Boise, uh, it's not just legislators that need to change. It's kind of like the, the general population. Yeah, that's why I was asking the question was because if it, depending on where you're at, it determines what you do. If we have a problem with people not being on your side, maybe it's an issue of education first. Discipleship. Yeah, right. Discipleship yeah. before you can start implementing some of the things we would like to push back against. Well, you know, the best thing about this whole issue is look at all the parents that are homeschooling <laughs> right yeah, that is true. right <laughs> we're having a great I mean, time <laughs> one less day of indoctrination yeah one, one less so um that that's a start in the right direction yeah um you know i wouldn't say i i've had calls of support from all across the country which has kind of amazed me because I didn't think that many people would really watch the video, but I had people from Florida, New York, New Jersey, all kinds of people calling and saying, thank you. Thank you. This is where we are. Mm. So don't get me wrong. It's, um, it's hard to gauge by the phone calls. It, it, there's, there's been a ton of support and, and a ton of angry people. So, so I don't know, maybe 50-50. <laughs> so in the video, you say, I think Idahoans should stop asking for permission and just go to work. That was um, almost a week ago. Um, you know, mm-hmm. do you still believe that? Are you still saying that? Absolutely. So the government cannot determine if your business is essential or non-essential. Do they know that? that? that is, <laughs> I don't think they know that. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't but, think they know. Okay. But only we we can hold them accountable to that if if we will exercise our power and stand up to that. Um, listen, that is the same language that they used in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. for the Jewish people. There were non-essential Jewish workers and there were essential Jewish workers. Huh. And one of them took the train and the other ones were, were working on war supplies. Mm-hmm. And when they were no longer essential, they were sent to the gas chambers. And is that so how that goes? For, <laughs> yeah. So for us to allow government to, I will, I, I, I refuse to use their language essential and non-essential. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy that every single governor, go, government job seems to be working. I mean, every single government yeah, right, um, right. office is open. It They're seems to be essential in their, to, in their words. But so all the government employees will be able to pay their rent and pay their mortgages and life is, 
is actually better than normal because they don't even have to go into the office. They can work <laughs> in their pajamas if they're even working. Wow. They're going to get paid. They're getting their paychecks. They're getting their insurance. Yeah. And, and the main, you know, a lot of rural people, I, I see this as a, almost attack on rural rural Idahoans yeah. once again right. because the outbreak, have you looked at the numbers? And someone just sent them to me yesterday. We have... Out of the 44 counties, there's only been 10 deaths. And of those 10 deaths, they're in six counties. Mm. So many counties have zero, zero deaths. Right. Okay. Well, actually, the majority, only six have deaths. Right. right. What are they? They're Ness Pierce, Canyon, Ada, Blaine, Cassia, and Twin Falls. All south. Mostly yeah. in, in all urban areas. Right. 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 So it, it's crazy, and, and only and I was looking at the other numbers. Only three counties even have confirmed cases over a hundred confirmed cases. Right. Right. Only three counties out of forty-four counties: yeah. Canyon, Ada, and Blaine. So, so Heather, when when this happened, so Latah County, our commissioners and our mayor and our city council signed different resolutions, but I'll particularly focus on the mayor and, and the council. They signed a seven-day resolution before we even had one case of coronavirus here in Latah County, and and it was seven-day resolution was basically close all um, restaurants, local businesses, non-essential services, that kind of thing. It's for seven days, and then they extended it for thirty days. When that happened, I emailed our mayor and our city council and said, "If you guys are going to do this, then you need to put some skin in the game. That means you should not take pay for three months. You should uh, uh, lower or, or cut taxes for three months." And then cut all non-essential government jobs for three months, and what that would effectively do would put skin in the game for the city council. They'd be in it the, with us. The same kind of skin in the game because they would not take pay, they'd right. cut taxes, and they'd also have to eliminate or, or tell their employees, right. "Look, you can't, right. we, you can't work right now." And they all agreed to that, right? No, yeah. no, they didn't. <laughs> One council member took the pay thing to the next resolution, and they and they all shot it down. Just the pay thing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it, but uh, is there a resolution or something that the legislators can put forward doing the same thing for Brad Little? So no, we're not in session. We can't do anything. How about how and, about once you get back in session that you can you can you can do oh, some sort of retroactive? That's that's next January. Next January, yeah, that that'll be helpful. <laughs> you know, this this, this might get. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Heather. Go ahead. Or at uh, least put in a law if if the governor ever d- requires an emergency th- thing like this that he has to take a pay cut or something like that where he has to put skin in the game. Or how about just how about just a, a measure that says the governor cannot declare a state of emergency? Yeah. A, apart from like the whole legislature voting for it. That's yeah. That's that's okay. good. So he can declare an emergency for thirty days. Okay. And that's what he's done. And then if if he wants another thirty days. But but then I that's it, and and he started I think what March thirteenth when he called his first emergency. Uh-huh. Which you tell me that when you look at the numbers of people that have died from the flu, you tell me how this is an emergency. Right. This is this is nuts. I mean, this <laughs> is <laughs> just nuts. Um, so and, and I what is he's he? following other he is following other governors. Right. Um, in other states. And do you know what they're doing in the other states? They're putting ankle bracelets on people Mm, that have the COVID virus. Um, Kentucky's doing that. They're they're, setting up phone lines (laughs) 
to call yeah. in your neighbor. I think they're tracing our cell phones too and, and sending drones don't around. Don't start. Don't get me started. Sending drones around. I don't. I don't want to. You know, um, Heather, could you do something from in your video? You went through six things that we can do to maybe do have a little pushback right now against some of the overreach from our government. Could you do that right now for us? Go through those six things. Sure. So I, I have it pulled up, actually. So the first one is stop being fearful. Um, we should not have the spirit of fear. And, and you're getting that fear because you're, you're getting the propaganda from the TV. Now, now this is the same media that has lied to us over and over again right. about mm-hmm. Trump. And so why are we believing them now? And why are we in panic? And why are you afraid to get the flu? I mean, go look at the numbers. Um, so, so I put research the real facts and I just put a really awesome, um, article on my Facebook. If you can go to it, it's put out by the association of American physicians and surgeons, uh, Dr. Martin Dubrovic. And it is unbelievable. It, it will answer a ton of your questions about, about the virus and how, these stay at home orders are just ridiculous. And okay. So that's the first thing. Stop being fearful and and research the real facts. Okay. Um, if you have good arguments that are constitutional or biblical, okay, but stop making your arguments based on fear. Yeah. Every, every emotional person that calls me is like, don't you, I mean, it's all fearful. I could, I, I had so many emails I wanted to read <laughs> to you guys <laughs> that would keep you laughing for hours. But we'll do that I, offline. We'll do that yeah. offline. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so number two, I have stopped calling the government to ask whether you are essential or non-essential. Mm. Um, behave as if your livelihood depends on it. Um, the government it does. does not have the authority to take away your life your liberty, your property, and, and that is essentially what they are doing. Yeah. Um, your business is your property. If you truly believe that it is, it is a God-given right, these are inalienable rights, then start acting like them. Start acting like these are rights that government will not take because we are a society that believe our, right, our rights come from God, not government. Right. And if we're going to change that, then we might as well get ready for communism because that's where we're headed. So um, stop calling the government. I can't tell you the number of calls that people are like, am I essential? Can you get me on the essential list? <laughs> wow. We definitely need to defy tyranny. Yeah. And, and, I, and I believe these are unconstitutional, tyrannical edicts that we should ignore. Um, because every time we buy into their language, we we accept their premise. That's right. We are allowing. We are not exercising our power and all powers in the people. We are not exercising that power to push back. That's right. Um, start learning your rights, exercising your power, and start empowering and educating your friends and neighbors, because these are God-given rights. Um, What's number three? That was three. Oh, number four. <laughs> the, uh, learn, learn who your re- elected representatives are at mm-hmm. all levels of government. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Understand the authority they have and don't have. Right. And know where they stand on these issues. Um, we have to hold these people accountable. Mm-hmm. 
I have a sheriff that will not enforce unconstitutional orders or mm, edicts. Right. In fact, he wrote a letter to Governor Little, didn't he? Yes, he did. And and everyone, this is a great opportunity to push back to fig, to identify the tyrant, the tyrants you have elected for office. Oh. Whether that's a mayor, whether it's the police force for the mayor, then then that's the mayor. Put, you know, he has his own little police force. Um, I, I've seen I've seen so many people. Any opportunity to grab power or to to take power, um, it, it just makes them go crazy. Mm. So anyway, um, learn who they are. That's a great opportunity to learn who they are, identify them, and then work to remove them. We have an election coming up. Mm-hmm. It's funny, all this happened after the the. Um, it was time to put the names in for who was running. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but there's elections every two years. So, yeah. um, so then stop thinking of government as the answer with top-down systems and a centralized approach. Yeah. Our this is number five. Our our republic is designed as a bottom-up right. with all power residing in the people. If we do not exercise that power, someone will exercise it for us. Mm-hmm. And so we are so used to just bowing down and being told what to do. And if we want our republic to survive, we need to start working our government from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that that doesn't mean electing someone good and then having them be the, your mouthpiece. You, you don't lose your – you still have to exercise your power. Mm-hmm. And you have to push back any time you, you see tyranny. Right. Um, any time that they are outside of those constitutional boundaries that are set up in times of war or not war, in times of emergencies or no emergencies, it doesn't go away. And so I, I truly believe that the, that the governor of Idaho is outside his constitutional boundaries, and it is our job as citizens to put him back in. Mm. They, the- they cannot issue a stay-at-home order. They yeah. just cannot do it. They cannot say a business is essential or non-essential. Mm. Cannot do it. Go ahead. No, Sorry. no. I was going to say number six. I'm I'm writing all these down. So okay. Um, stand up, speak up against tyranny at all levels. Stand firm on your God-given rights and exercise your authority as a citizen. Push back. That's what I was just saying. Push back on the unconstitutional edicts. So what do you say, though, to the, to the Christian that says, but you're putting people in danger? You're putting people in danger, and, and, the, and the governor, you know, his job as a civil magistrate is to protect life. So he's, he's, he's using these powers. Romans 13! Romans 13! <laughs> protect life. He's protecting life. Submit to government. You know, what do you say to that? People are dying from the coronavirus. People are dying, Heather. Don't you care? People are dying of the flu. People, i got to find these statistics now. You make me want to pull them up. <laughs> um, so here we go. Heart disease deaths per year, 647,000. Cancer deaths per year, 558,000. Drug overdoses, 70,000. Estimated influenza deaths by the flu so far this year, 29,000. Right. But, okay. if we, but if we don't how, shut how everything COVID down. Deaths? If we don't shut everything down. If we don't shut everything down, there's going to be two million deaths in America. Oh wait, I mean, I mean twenty thousand. I mean, no, I mean two hundred. Oh, oh wait, okay, what so model? that's like great. 
Yeah, that's Great Britain, right? They said 200,000 deaths by experts, and now they've downgraded that to 20,000 deaths. Right. So, um, so people that have weak immune systems or are elderly that are susceptible, they are the ones that should be quarantined. Yeah. They should go home. They should be home. This is, this is out of Leviticus. That's what, that's what we do. We don't have the whole society changed. Right. Yep. right. For the five weak people, we we separate them out, keep them safe at home, mm-hmm. while society goes on as normal. We <laughs> still have our rights. We don't take away everybody's rights because a small, tiny minority um, oh. is susceptible. Mm-hmm. And, and that's if you if you go to that article that I, I hope you can go to my Facebook and read that article. Um, by the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, it talks about how people with strong immune systems, like 90, 90-some percent of the people that are exposed to this, like, don't get it. Mm. They don't have, they don't get sick. So this has been fear-mongering that if you get COVID-19, you're going to die, mm. right? The media is such a petrified. 92% of it, people get it and don't even show symptoms. Mm. Right? Yeah. So those people, when they get it, their bodies, it's, it's like a virus. They pass it around. They get it. They build up an immune system to it, and they bring it back to their, you know, like kids go to school. They pass germs around all day. They got yeah. strong immune systems. They build up antibodies. They bring that back home. Then their parents will get that in a smaller dosage, that virus, and they will build up their immune system. That's how it's designed to work. Mm. This is not biblical to self-isolate and stay away from people. Biblically, we are supposed to be be building relationships with people. It's completely opposite. You know, Heather, this is one thing. Out of all of this, one thing that has been obvious to me is that our governors and local politicians and local um, authorities have way more power than we thought they had. They've always told us when it comes to the issue of abortion that they can't ever do anything. But all of a sudden, <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're seeing like, oh, so you do have some power to function and make some rules here that now, you know what I mean? It has to be really interesting to watch these two contrast to each other right now, especially yeah. with some of the legislation That's that good. you try to put forth. Yeah, absolutely. They they do what we allow them to do mm. and what we push them to do or not do. Mm. And if enough citizens would say enough is enough of this tyranny in Idaho. Um, I, I do think they will back down. He will rescind his edict. Yeah. We, we've and always, I've got, go ahead. No, no, I've just said, we've always said here, like, you know, why doesn't our a mayor, I mean, even local legislators and or our local um, authorities, why don't our mayor or our, our governor say, we're not going to have abortions in our state. Right. Well, and, and, you know, and you, I mean, if you ever had a ground for declaring a state of emergency, yeah. you would how, think. About, how about 3,000 deaths a day. every day yeah. in our nation? Or 1,400 deaths a year. 1,400 in, in our, yeah. and, I mean, we haven't come close to that in terms of COVID-19 deaths. Well, yeah. I, I was talking to Michael Fallon. He said, could you imagine if we got updates on our phone after every abortion? Right. Yeah, how we will react to that? The numbers running the numbers on Fox running. and yeah, yeah, yeah. CNN. Another yeah. another baby yeah. dead. Another, another baby dead. Another yeah. baby dead. Yeah. Could you imagine well, what our society would be like then? <laughs> Thirty five a week in Idaho, right? There you go. Yeah. Thirty five a week. Now we've had mm. ten deaths since March, the end of March. 
Right. We've had 10 deaths. So we're shutting down the state because we've had 10 deaths mm. for a flu. Right. Um, and I, I should have got the flu numbers for Idaho because I'm sure there's more than 10 deaths from just the regular flu. Right. Mm. So just because this one sounds scary, COVID-19. <laughs> That's right. really scary. Yeah. Right? No. You know, coronavirus has been around for, for over 50 years. Right. Yeah, just a different branch of it. So, Heather, how, how, what's your next move now? <laughs> well, education is key, right? Yeah. We have to educate people. You have an illegal right. Um, government can't take those rights for you. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think basically empowering citizens locally to push back on their, their local elected officials, mm. because, you know, I don't know if you'll get that in the cities because cities are pretty, you know, they, they like to watch the media and be right. fearful and emotional, but I would think these rural areas could talk to their sheriffs and say, we will not enforce this in our county, county, and we will not let the Idaho State Police enforce this in our county yeah. um, because they're enforcing it. I, I watched a video yesterday um, where they're starting to pull people over and give them the governor's order and say, using some they're using some part of code. What are they using? They're eighteen seven zero five. Yeah, we've got the authority to you know to go after you. Um, so I, I want to say something real quick about these lockdown orders. If you do a comparison to the states that are doing the lockdowns and not doing the lockdowns, they're not working. Huh. And that article I talked about t- tells you about that. Like Michigan has a lockdown order. 617 deaths, Alabama, 45 deaths. Mm. Um, I'll do the Utah-Idaho. Idaho is the lockdown order. We have 10 deaths. Utah, no lockdown order, 8 deaths. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> and they still got their economy I, going. Right. You bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would think a strong um, Republican constitutional following governor would use this as an opportunity in his state mm. to to really um teach and to really take this opportunity yep but, absolutely yeah, some, yeah. Some, isn't there. Yeah. heather how can we follow what you're doing and stay in contact with you well uh, if you get my legislative updates that's that's the best where are those um, at? i i um you have to give me your information, and then I put oh, you on the list. Email. Okay, all right. But all you right. can go to her <laughs> website guy, to, get, to get on No, list. no, you don't Ooh. even get on from there. Oh, wow. Well, there's a sign-up sheet tough. there. <laughs> oh, there is. Yeah, there's a sign-up <laughs> on your website. I'm looking at it right now. You go to rep. HeatherScott.com. HeatherScott.com. Click on sign up for my legislative updates and yeah. it takes you oh, to God. publicgovdelivery.com and it looks like you put an email address in. Does that, does that actually get, does that actually get on, on your list? Well, let's just see now. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> Uh-oh, sign somebody's up. in trouble. <laughs> either, well, that, either that or you're getting I've been, I've been collecting oh, all my. those emails. Yeah, like, they been. go to me. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, if you, well, ever wanna, if you ever want to switch districts, okay, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on well, down you guys want to move up, up north, we've got room up here oh. for a few more. Well, well, we'll keep that in mind. Make sure you make an underground railroad. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Heather, I Heather, bet thank- you can go sign up on my website. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And support Rowdy Christian Media. Sign up for the Fight, Laugh, Feast app. Become a club member. We appreciate all of that. This is Cross Politics.